Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. With specialty advertising right in the middle of executive gift selling, here's an article of timely interest reprised with permission of Incentive Magazine, copyright July 1989, and entitled Business Gifts. Although goodwill remains a factor, marketers who use business gifts frequently have a motive other than benevolence for their largesse. More and more respondents to incentive surveys relate their giving not only to general customer appreciation, but also to sales-oriented objectives. Christmas is still the top occasion for giving business gifts, although by a diminishing margin. While more than 70% give gifts at Christmas, a record 42% also use them for sales calls, plant visits, company meetings, trade shows, and conventions. Gift-giving is increasing modestly among the executives just surveyed who anticipate spending 4.7% more in 1989 than the previous year, slightly ahead of the 4.3% increase for 1988. Estimated business gift spending by all U.S. companies last year was about $1.5 billion. Most executives are not spending much more for their individual gifts than in the past few years. In 1985, the median unit gift cost was $18. It rose to $20 in 1987 and has stayed there for three years. But there has been a substantial advance in the upper-level prices paid for some gifts. The average has reflected the higher top limits, rising from $39 in 1985 through $75 last year to the present $88. Gifts in the upper brackets cost even more when one considers the loss of tax deductibility. According to the 1962 gift tax law, an item over $25 is not a deductible expense. Every gift above that level carries an extra tax burden, and a gift costing $25 in 1962, allowing for inflation, cost almost $98 by Christmas 1988. But these considerations do not deter givers significantly. In the latest survey, 26% say their most recent gifts cost more than the previous ones, and 27% plan to spend more per gift next time. Only 4% are budgeting for lower individual costs. More gifts are being used this year, report the 339 companies surveyed, while the average number of recipients dropped to 393 from 480 a year ago. The median jumped to 125 after several years at 100. As gift lists have grown over the years, users have standardized their selections to avoid the time-consuming task of picking an individual item for each recipient. Some do imprint the beneficiary's name on the gift to personalize it, a practice favored by 27%. And some users, about 8% in this year's survey, avoid the selection process entirely, presenting a catalog of items. Among the holdouts for individual selections is Geary Potter, Vice President of Potter & Associates at Greensboro, North Carolina Advertising Agency. It's purely a pleasure, he says, to choose a gift for someone based on their likes. He gives out about 40 business gifts a year, including gourmet food baskets, wine, crystal paperweights, and personal or desk items. Kenton Custom Molding, Kenton, Tennessee, tailors gifts for about 125 people each year. Small, unusual gifts to exhibit friendliness and reaffirm our thanks for the continued business relationship, says sales coordinator Judy Martin. An example might be three cases of fresh strawberries to a customer whose wife likes to make jams. We try to personalize our gifts and do give gifts at unusual times of the year. Very little Christmas giving. 
The practice of imprinting the giver's name or logo has increased and is used by 63% of this year's respondents. Imprinting is the usual practice at Bailey Controls, Wycliffe, Ohio. It is good public relations. Everyone likes to receive something as a token of appreciation or remembrance, says premium coordinator Marilyn Dietz. A coffee mug, a pen, or desk folder will remind a potential customer of his visit and keep the company name visible. She uses a large variety of gifts, including desk items, jackets, caps, T-shirts, and golf shirts. Even at the holiday time, there can be a clear business objective. A travel agent notes that a gift expressing appreciation for business enables the sales staff to make a visit during the holiday season to the client's office. A gift bridges a gap for a mail-order seller who sees it as a way to say thank you and enhance friendship with people I can't see frequently. Many gifts are given in specific sales-related context. After all, 54% of the executives report that their gifts are presented by salespeople. And in the 31% of cases where the executive bestows the gift, most are sales-related occasions. Often the gift is seen as a door opener for a salesperson. The reason I give gifts, says Raymond H. Fairbank of the auto parts manufacturer, Frank Foundries Corporation, Moline, Illinois, is to show appreciation for their business and to help break the ice with receptionists. A food manufacturer uses gifts to build personal rapport between our sales reps and customer dealers using desk items, calendars, and the firm's own products. Tascon Incorporated, a Houston building materials wholesaler, combines the potential selling advantage of a gift with the ultimate in personalized occasions, a birthday. We give Christmas and birthday gifts, says T. Equilina, vice president for sales and marketing. By far the most important are birthday items. It lets the customer know that we can take a personal interest in him, and hopefully it conveys that we also take a personal interest in his business. The recipient feels singled out by the present, which might not happen when competing with other gifts at Christmas when he's likely to compare. When doing business with foreign companies, gifts often are required as part of the sales transaction ritual. J.F. Dawson, vice president of the Kendall Company, Lexington, Massachusetts, a medical products maker, says in the case of foreign dignitaries, it is both customary as well as expected that our U.S. managers exchange gifts when visiting abroad, especially in Latin America. In this country, such practices could lead to ethical dilemmas. Often, even executives who give out business gifts tell us that their own companies oppose the acceptance of such items. This partly explains the small number of business gifts that the survey respondents say they receive, an average of only nine per year and a median of just five. About two-thirds of the executives say they find anti-gift policies or restrictions among, on average, 27% of the firms they do business with, and 38% believe this kind of limitation has increased during the past two years. A Midwestern building materials manufacturer encounters a no-gift policy in about 25% of cases, but does not consider this a problem. His gifts are given just as a friendly thank you. Our cheese and sausage package is filled with quality products that we pack in an attractive box. The value is not great, and to my knowledge, we have offended no one, nor have we had any return because of policy. The survey questionnaire asked, do you believe your gifts to business friends have ever improperly influenced a customer's buying decisions? Only about 12% of the respondents answered yes, although it should be noted that until a year ago, affirmative answers to this question never ran higher than about 7%. Many respondents are highly sensitive to propriety. When we present a business gift, says Gary Zorn, marketing vice president for Admiral Envelope and Printing Baltimore, it is given as a goodwill gesture. We do not try to influence a business contact with gifts. The items are always a reusable commodity, a ruler, coffee cup, etc., and are printed with our logo and business information so that they act as a constant reminder of our firm. 
A companion question asked, Do you believe gifts you received have ever been intended to influence you improperly? About 16% of the respondents were willing to question the motives of the givers. One, a Western manufacturer's representative admitted, I may have made a buying decision when other things were nearly equal. The great majority of givers, however, testified to honorable motives on both sides of the transaction. Says R.F. Bauer, vice president of the consultant Ludlow Engineering Company, Norwalk, Connecticut, our customers become good friends. We give presents to all of our friends. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.